everything we've done has led up to right now. Right now. Because legacy are full of legends. You can become a legend today, boys. Put your stamp on history. Put your stamp on a legacy. It is going to take all of us. All of us. Men, be not afraid. Do not be afraid to be a legend. Welcome back to Opa Podcast Post. Georgia Southern Game 3 for the Golden Gophers. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jason O. My name is Laurence Demetrius Douglas is back on the bus. And Griffin. And welcome back to this episode of OPA Podcast. Um, I'm too lazy to recall what episode we're on because we got some things to talk about. And... Um, one of the things that redeemed us to their job that it was our then giving it right we saw you know if I'm not mistaken from George Slither and then uh, Uncle Joe sending the right woods packages and then uh, right away after that Tanner drew an interception what a surprise so um, they were also some of their uh, Events during the again did their job and looked what made our offense make them look worse than they actually were. Um, from what I've uh, recalled, uh, Georgia Southern literally had one drive that was longer than 50 yards and it only resulted in a field goal. So the defense was the defense was fine. And that game did not show it, at least in the footage that we got. But, I mean, it. I mean, it showed if you were paying attention. Uh, <clears throat> I don't but, know. Um, I mean, there's really nothing. There's really nothing new here. Surprises us. It's that our defense is fine, our offense is lacking, and our defense is picking up on it. And that Tyler Johnson is a monster. The entire wide receiver core are magicians. Yeah. See, you know. Well, right, but I mean, you have a game. You have Tyler Johnson, who it's like they Georgia Southern might not have known their games, and so he just could run free. Griff, you're there. He's gone. He's gone forever. Well, what I've determined from this last game is I can't figure out if Tanner Morgan is good or not. Yeah. Because he's completing well over. He's a fifth. I mean, he's completing over 60% of his passes. A seven to two touchdown interception ratio. So it's like, <laughs> and he has a clutch gene. Oh, he did. Yeah. So the Tanner Morgan, you know, is a uh, down third and. Thing. Uh, so, 
we make the big plays at the right time. That yeah. is true. But my concern is if we were playing a, say, Iowa, how many of those balls that he threw were going to get intercepted? How many interceptions does he throw against Iowa? Because Georgia's Southern dropped so, uh, two of They dropped two of them that should have been picked off, like, really badly. Well, we'll see once uh, Big Ten play comes, but we'll also have, I think, a lot different plays. We're not going to be running Bryce Williams up the middle every other down. Uh, we'll probably use a couple different backs. We'll probably use Seth Green. We'll probably use uh, maybe we'll using Merchants at Jalak. Who knows? I mean, uh, this oh, we'll see how the uh, play call turns out. This week was an improvement to which Brevin's man Ford was at least on the field. <laughs> but that's and it. He pancaked a dude. He pancaked a dude. That was um, that was pretty great. Um, do you board on for down yet? On fourth month? Do you call? I don't know. I don't. This game got on my nerves. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have much to say this week because I'm sad. That game made me sad. Laurent, Laurent, you look at this. Let's look at this um, in this perspective. What teams right now would kill to be 3 0? I can name a couple in the big time up my head Purdue. Um, Purdue. Uh, Michigan State. Uh, who else? Oh, Maryland. Uh, um, shall I proceed? Oh, well, we are halfway to a bowl. Uh, even though we may be a shaky we're still halfway to a bowl. You know, my fear, though. I fear, and I think this is a rational fear. I fear that we are turning into the fake ID of college football right now. Where people are like, are the Gophers good? Or are they just surviving? Because the thing is, you ain't doing that against Penn State, okay? You aren't doing that against Wisconsin. You aren't doing that against a Michigan or an Iowa. Like, if you are third and 30 from your six-yard line with a minute left against one of those teams, you lost. You have lost the game. That's a rational fear. So, like, I... I fear that, like, we haven't, like, the good thing my optimism comes from, it is very clear that we have not seen this team's best football. 
not even close. In fact, we have seen three consecutive weeks in some aspect of our worst possible football, but we win. The thing is, we haven't shown proof that we can play one complete game yet. We have shown no proof of it. So, like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yep. Well, here's what we're going to do with that. We're going to rest up. We're going to go into the bye, which comes under group. Kamal's going to be back and healthy. Rodney's going to be back healthy. Muhammad's going to be back and healthy. And we're going to start playing some Golden Gopher football that we played at the end of the year last year. I mean, I can't, I can't say that no faith, I can't say that the defense isn't already kind of playing up to that standard. Cause I saw something ridiculous where it was like in the second half, the defense allowed 25 total yards. Was it five yards to rush and 20 yards passing? <laughs> I was like, that is so disrespectful, but I appreciate it. Love you, Uncle Joe. That is that is Joe Rossi defense. That ain't going to go for football. That is Joe Rossi defense. But more importantly, like, I don't care about some of the drops that have happened. That's not even my issue. What I care about and what's upsetting me is that the one thing that I thought I could depend on, whether or not Tanner was playing dumb or if, you know, maybe we were having concentration drops. The one thing I was hoping was that this offensive line was going to be nasty. They looked horrible. They looked a little bit better against... uh, They looked a little bit better against Fresno State. But they looked awful against uh, this last week. And they looked awful against South Dakota State. And that does not make me feel good because everyone we were playing was smaller than us. So I want to mention this then. Um, There was a good Twitter discussion going on with some fans and uh, Ryan Burns from 24-7. and I think it's a valid point. Do you think the O-line was missing a nasty kind of character or player like a Danelle Green or Con- no, not Connor Wilson, or Jared Weiler leading that offensive line? Because I can tell uh, there was, without that, without Danelle, like that left tackle side was like, uh... but but it wasn't even one side though. That sack. That came on the, like, uh, back when it was, like, second and 20, um, and then it was, like, a third and 30 because of a 10-yard sack. They came right off of Falele. That wasn't Sam Schluter. In fact, it has consistently been Curtis Dunlap and Falele that have been problems. More Curtis Dunlap, but still, like, the thing is, I don't know if it's that nasty one is missing because I watched Falele in the Wisconsin game last year 
and we definitely watched him against Georgia Tech. Dude can be disgusting, right? But, like, these first three weeks, he's just a really large dude that people are just going to run around. So, I don't know. It seems like a good balance between size and speed. Because last week, CBS Sports could not stop talking about how big our offensive line was and how our average offensive line is bigger than the current Minnesota Vikings offensive line. This is like the third straight game. Alele in gaps and around the edge. Because I'm sitting here and my... so makes it hard. My my issue is I'm watching Wisconsin's O-line that lost four of its starters and they are just as disgusting as they normally are. That's not... That's like... What is missing, and I could see what they're talking about, is like our offensive line doesn't seem to be playing angry because there was a point last year. Let's remember, Bryce Williams scored 14 points on Wisconsin. Bryce Williams did that. Why? Because the offensive line was throwing people, okay? Throwing people. So averaging like a yard against Georgia Southern is not... That ain't it. This ain't it. So, I'm not very uh, happy with it. That's that's my biggest fear because it was the literal last thing I thought was going to be an issue. I thought pass protection was going to be a problem. But run blocking, we haven't had a running back go over 100 yards yet. We haven't had a running back average more than five yards a carry yet. That's bad. Really, really bad. Welcome to my TED Talk. (laughs) You you watch more Wisconsin football and how much of it is Jonathan Taylor? Um, based off of these, does Jonathan Taylor just make the old line look better? Based on the massive holes I've seen him, because one thing to be clear, once Jonathan Taylor gets to the second level and he gets contact, oh, he's running over you. The issue isn't that. The issue is I don't blame Bryce Williams, considering that by the time he got the ball, there were three dudes in the backfield or, like or in his holes when he's or in his it. or in his holes at least jonathan taylor no maybe the wisconsin offensive line isn't as good as it was last year but you know what there aren't three dudes in the backfield when he gets the ball i don't care what's happening if it's a third and one they get in that like that's like that fourth and one which we usually get. And notice 
that Georgia Southern didn't even particularly load the box all the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't need, like, South Dakota, they loaded the box. Sure, great, whatever. Fresno State, most of the time, loaded the box. Georgia Southern didn't. Because they knew what was scarier than our run game. Our wide receivers, now they couldn't do anything about it. Because <laughs> Tyler Johnson is that dude. But, yeah, no, our the offense, because everything else, play calling, sure whatever that could be fixed because all you have to do is throw it to the wide receivers maybe you have a rotation of running backs Rodney out of the backfield whatever you want to do sure I'm not afraid of that Joe Rossi's defense is Joe Rossi's defense but this offensive line that ain't something is not right with them because we have too many monsters in the backfield to be struggling the way we are. Because, like, if they keep playing like this, I don't care if we get Rodney and Muhammad back. They're going to keep getting injured quickly. So we're going to be like Purdue's offense. <laughs> yeah, we got better running backs than them, though. So, like, we ain't going to be that bad. Because... For me, coming into the season, um, for me, it was actually offense that scared me the most. Like, of course, we talked about our coveted running back core and wide receiver core. It's just that rewatching that Georgia Southern game, the amount of times, I'm not sure if Tanner <laughs> was do it going through his reads, but he those passes <laughs> shouldn't have been passes, and he should have just pulled it and go. Like, quarterback concerns me. Like, come on, Tanner. You got to do better than that. O-line is now scaring me. And the third thing, why aren't we using our tight ends like we did in Fresno State for one drive? Like, I, I know I saw Brevin Span 4, like you mentioned, Laurence, pancake a dude. But, come on. Uh, I, I mean, I understand you, and I'm obviously agreeing with some of them, but we also have to understand what we're like when 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 it's third long. I'm not scared anymore. Like that, we're gonna back up. Like even this past game, it was third and fifteen, and Tanner you know, lays himself out for like sixteen or seventeen yards and gets the first down. Yeah, third and thirty, and then Demetrius uh, catches two balls from Tanner. I'm not worried about third and fourth downs like I usually. Heard. And extending drives, but we have the talent to do that. So obviously, some of our drives aren't as efficient, but we're getting, we're get, we're putting beast drives together, and and usually resulting. In, so uh, there are these, we can obviously be, obviously be a lot better on several of those ends, but I wouldn't hit panic mode just yet. I I am most I. I can't get with it because I get what you're saying because I was very – the beautiful thing about the schedule is that I thought that most of the teams that would be challenges for us would have to quote-unquote show their hand before they play us. Example, Nebraska would have to play, you know, Ohio State before us. 
or Purdue had to play Vanderbilt and TCU before they play us. And I was like, cool, we shouldn't have to show our hand against these teams, which we didn't. Not really. Besides the Philly special. Besides the Philly special. Which, like, technically we could have stopped them, and even if we didn't get it, it wouldn't have mattered too much. But I'm like, what we showed our bread and butter, which is inside zone, is bad. It's bad. That's, that's my issue. Like, the fundamental thing that every time you run the ball, you should get at least four yards on it. Three, maybe four yards on it. It's bad. If you're getting hit in the backfield, half of the times you hand off the ball, that's bad. And I all I want to give complete respect to the teams that we're playing because we are not playing scrubs by any means. But... You, If you ain't going to push people who are about 100 pounds less than you, about two, three inches smaller than you, and they aren't loading the box, and you can't make a hole, that's terrifying. That is a horrible thing to go into Big Ten play thinking about. Because I would be completely okay if every game we won, we won it because our running backs bailed us out. I would have been okay with that. But the fact that we had to go to our nuclear option every game, that ain't, that, I don't like that. That's not, that doesn't inspire confidence. Right, and we lost. Uh, agreed, but we also have been running through, what, four or five different running backs throughout the start of this season? I mean, we've seen Cam, we've seen Roddy, we've seen Mo, uh, we've seen Preston. You have the offensive line it's just sitting through running backs behind them. They don't know their tendencies. So we can maybe see communication between offensive line and running back being spotty because there are so many different running backs running behind the line. Like, yeah. insistency is not, not great either. But, like, you, you, you want to you change it. That's why I think it's great. We have the Rodney-Mo combo because you have, like, you know, your outside guy and then you have, you know, runaway locomotive. I'm going to run your butt over the middle. Uh, after I lower my pad kind of guy. But when you get, you know, you start getting Cam and you start getting Bryce and just maybe less experienced backs, I think it, that makes it difficult uh, uh, on the offensive line and easier for defenses. But my thing is, it I get that, but it's that in three games. Now, Rodney looked like he was going to have a lot more successful game and this one before he got hurt, like, he looked like he was going to have a lot more success. But my thing was, like, I haven't seen it for a full game. And, like, none of them have had, like, a great game yet. Like, for example, for Illinois, you knew 
that, you know, Reggie Corbin was injured one game, and you were like, damn, that sucks. But as soon as he came back, eight yards of carry, hundred and something yards, like you knew that was going to happen. The thing is, I've seen all four, four running backs in so far, and none of them have yet to show the nastiness that we've seen pretty much all of them save Cam Wiley show because we don't know him yet. Uh, but all of them haven't shown really that nastiness that we need. Now, of course, last year we know that like the running game didn't really turn on until around the Ohio State game. So I'm curious to see how long it takes for this running game to show up because I think, yeah, we could probably hang with, you know, we can hang with Purdue because they can't seem to be able to stop a toddler running the ball. And we can probably hang with Illinois because it's Illinois. But I'm trying to get to, like, those first eight wins. I'm trying to be an eight and over. And I can't see it right now. So do you think this bye being this Saturday, this weekend, um, is going to be crucial for these next pretty much now week and a half left until we play Purdue for the Big Ten opener? Oh, in my opinion, yeah. And uh, I would go as far to say, like, this Purdue game, in my mind, is the most important game for me is the most important game because it's a game that we should win but Elijah Sindelar is probably coming back to this game and he's going to be pissed and Purdue is going to be desperate to win because their fan base is angry much like our fan base was when we played Purdue last year So I'm I'm uh, pretty a but Sindelar. We know we know Jeff Brom. We know Elijah Sindelar, and just in general rely on the pass. This man threw three games have thrown over a hundred passes, almost thousand yards, and if that's all they got, I'm very confident that Uncle Joe knows what to do. That's that's fair, but we but all know offense. <laughs> our offense. Our offense. Whereas Tanner Morton, the Purdue defense, has won our explosive playability, both with the receiving core and with our run game. And that's going to be Purdue's downfall. Is adjusting to a team that knows what it's like to have both <clears throat> successful. Hmm. Well, because it looks like Purdue's running back only has 31 carries for 91 yards. That's not going to do very much in Big Ten play. It really isn't. But who knows? Rodney Smith hasn't even doubled his carries, and he's over-doubled the yards. 
Yep. So. So let's move on to this know. then. Like I said, everything is. If, if, if we can do last year, like we did against Purdue, contain Rondell Moore, and sack the crap out of the quarterback, we'll be just fine. Fair. So, then to wrap up that. And Marcus Bailey's out. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so then, this is bye week. So let's each give a, like you know key takeaways of what the team should be focusing on this buy and then what you're excited about watching in Big Ten play or collegially. Um, I guess I can start. We can this this week the team needs to look forward to the 78%. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. Uh, and let's go offensive line play. And uh, QB reads. So 78% O-line QB reads. Uh, something I'm looking forward to in Big Ten play is to see how uh, overrated Michigan is and uh, see Wisconsin destroy them this week. Oh, that's hot. Do we – wait, hold up. Do we want Wisconsin to destroy them or will we much rather Michigan the... beat the crap out of them? To you know, if this was the NFL, I just want if this to be the NFL so they can have a tie. <laughs> <laughs> but they can only be a tie scoring six points each. That's that's the only thing that's allowed. Um, I don't want Wisconsin to beat the crap out of them, but Wisconsin's going to beat the crap out of them. Let's remember the two teams Wisconsin shut out, which they did shut out, and that's really great. But they did combine for a record of seven and what's that? Seven and eighteen last year in Central Michigan, who went one and eleven, and USF, who went six and seven. So it's not like they were playing anyone good. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I want Michigan to be the crap out of them. Why? Because we don't have to play Michigan, at least until possibly the Big Ten Championship game. And if Wisconsin wins this, oh, they are going to remember who they are. Because P.J. Fleck doesn't believe in momentum. I call bullcrap. Wisconsin wins this game. They are going to be rolling to the Big Ten Championship game. Anyway, my things to look at, the only thing I figure I want to look at is this offensive line. Because honestly, with the offensive line play alone, I thought we should win eight games. That's all I want. Offensive line, get healthy. That's it. Thing I'm looking forward to, I'm hot take. Hot take, Illinois upsets Nebraska under the lights. Oh, that's hot. I'll take it. That's piping hot. Brandon Peters has been balling out for Illinois. Balling out. So I, I want Illinois to beat them on a last second Stupid field goal. 
for that once and for all because Colorado did not seem to do the job of shedding Nebraska up. I want Illinois to end them. So that's uh, my take. ESPN's matchup predictor has Nebraska 75 to Illinois 25. Woof. The spread is what? 13 and over under is 61.5 for that game. Uh, yeah, 13. Yeah, negative Woof. 13 yeah. Nebraska. And Reggie Corbin, seven, yeah, Reggie Corbin, seven and a half yards of carry. Brandon Peters, uh, nine, nine TDs. My God. This All dude. right. Eli and I, I'm rooting for you. Take down the Huskers. Um, Oski wow wow. <laughs> um, so for me, we mentioned it very briefly, but two things. So one for sure, over for me it's overall offense. So Tanner, quarterback, O-line, tight ends, running backs, and receivers. But also play calling. Um I need that fixed. I'm really, the last three games, again, it's probably me in panic mode, but Kirk, I know we run inside zone, but when you do run up the middle multiple times in the second half of Georgia Southern, and you know we can do better than that, why do you keep doing it? So for me, play calling and overall the entire offense for this bye. Um, and you two already said what I wanted to uh, wanted to say, Wisconsin and Michigan, um, and then I hope Illinois upsets Nebraska. But uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, nope. Oh, well, actually, I got you know one more thing. So we got this uh, 11 a.m. Indiana UConn game this Saturday, and you're probably thinking Griff. What in the world could you be talking about with Indiana and UConn? And the answer is nothing. But I just want to see UConn win. And that's all. Oh. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but no. Indiana has a negative 27 spread. <laughs> I'm just saying it'd be funny if they won. I like, Indi- I like Indiana. I just want to see them get to a bowl game. They deserve what? a bowl game. <laughs> They don't. They ain't deserve crap, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> rip Paul, uh, uh, Rip uh, Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you to all of our fans and listeners listening into this uh, episode of Opa Podcast. Um, I'd like to apologize. There were some sound inconsistencies, but I hope you're able to understand what points we're trying to get at tonight. But we'll go rest up this bye week. Um, for sure, I'm going to see a go for football practice at TCF with the marching band this Sunday, I believe. So, hashtag ban and football relations. Um, hopefully, the uh, weather pans out for y'all. Yeah, hopefully. But, um, again, my name is Jason. I'm Lorenz. And I'm Griffin. And we'll see you all next time. Have a good night. Oops. Oh.